you dirty bitch. <laughs> to episode 236 of A Touchline Rant. It's just the two of us today because Mitch is a waste of space. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's bottled it. He's, he has bottled it. Oh, it's gonna work. Boo-hoo. More important things in life, Mitch. Exactly. I'm here today, Cassie, obviously, uh, the only female demographic <laughs> on this podcast, so I hope yeah. you know that. Uh, I'm here with another fellow co-host, Luke. Hello. Hey. Then, I mean, we've literally sat here for two hours already. Yeah, we've sat here for two hours just talking. When we... <laughs> <laughs> Not recording, just chatting utter shit as we normally do. And now we've got to chat utter shit for another 45 minutes. But this time about football. It's been a quiet week as well, football-wise, I It's been a dry I week. I mean, let's start with a big one, which is the Champions League. Yeah, it's back. It's back. Uh, first round of 16, the first legs... We kind of we've got a few more fixtures this evening, but we watched the first four so far this week, and maybe the worst round of sixteen I've ever seen. Yeah, they were boring games. They were boring. Even the game like PSG Bayern, which I had really high hopes for, mm. was a bit boring. Everything was boring. The only thing that wasn't boring about it was when Mbappe came on. It was like, oh, <laughs> hang on a minute, here we go. But when it, he's the greatest player. <laughs> he's, 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 he's potentially the greatest player in the world. He came on, I was like, oh, I, hang yeah, on a minute. And I perked go. up. I perked up a little bit. Mm. I sat up in my seat. I was like, oh, hang on. And when Messi and Neymar are on a pitch, and that's not making me enjoy the game, so it's a boring game of fucking football. Yeah. That's I mean, boring. It was. They were all 1 0 apart from Benfica, which was a good upset. Yeah, it was. Kind of. Even yeah. though it was dry. I mean, if. It's one of those games where you go, right, these are last like late stage Europa League level yeah. clubs yeah. who have who have now done well and they've got into the Champions League knockouts. I'll pretend that the Spurs aren't in that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean I say this as a United fan who didn't even make the fucking Champions League. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, the only thing I've had in my remit recently has been Arsenal not being in the Champions League. Yeah. No, yeah, no. I'm I'm really living vicariously through that. Um, the only <laughs> thing for me that I can take away from those games is Jude Bellingham, captain in Dortmund. Jude Bellingham is, it depends on where he goes now, but he is one of my favourite English players yeah. of the last, well, my lifetime. Yeah. It's, it's, he's so exciting to watch and he's such a talented player and he's someone we all love as well I know and you can't hate the guy he's such a nice guy Hugh Bellingham now needs to be careful what club he goes to next yeah. don't go to Chelsea no a lot depends on where he goes now if he's coming back to England I say this as a United fan I would suggest there are only because he's going to go to a top level club mm-hmm. I reckon the only club he could go to which would well, the only few clubs he could get would be United or Liverpool. I think if he went to either of those two, I would be like, okay, I see it. If he goes to City, yeah, it feels 
boring somehow. I don't know why, but it just does. It just. I worry about him going into that city team as well, and maybe becoming a bit of a, a Grealish, where it's like yeah. the, all the kind of the big chat and like, oh, he's gone to Man City, he's going to, and then kind of disappears into he the, goes to Man into City, the ether. yeah, for his next big move, and then he either it goes, it could go one of two ways. It could go that he becomes the new Calvin Phillips, yeah, or. It could. He, he's too talented for that. Like Calvin Phillips is nowhere fucking near Jude Bellingham's mm. level. It's ridiculous. But it could also get to the point where Pep, where you're like, for fuck's sake, Pep's playing him at left back. Yeah. Why is he playing him at left back? Yeah, that's the thing. I, I think if he goes to Liverpool and gets in this team immediately, he improves the team. Not that you'd want to be in that Liverpool team right now. No, not right now. <laughs> but it's the position that they need. They need to strengthen, and it it he's arguably one of the best in that position oh without a doubt in the world like he's phenomenal he's absolutely one we got to watch and like seeing him lead a team out like Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League yeah. round of 16 at 19 at 19 yeah I, I don't want to say bro- what I was doing at 19 I think yeah I know oh Christ I don't want to think about it no you weren't leading a team out I in really, the Champions League I certainly was oh. you definitely weren't um <laughs> He feels to me like a player that if this were if it was exact everything was the same, mm. but this was two thousand and two, two thousand and three, yeah. every single person would be like, "That's a Man United player." Yeah. If Ferguson was in charge, mm. Ferguson would already be like, "I don't care, get him signed." I weirdly don't disagree with you. I actually think, especially the way at the moment and seeing Rashford growing that United team, yeah, I think United might be a good a good place for him. I, if they get the politics sorted out. Yes. Because otherwise it's a big old risk for a player like that, especially when he is doing so well at Dortmund. This is... If if Bellingham comes to United and his job is, right, okay, so you're going to play the majority of games. Yeah. So it's him, Casemiro, and mm. then Bruno Fernandes. Mm-hmm. That's the starting three. With Ericsson as a rotation option off the bench. Yeah. I'm very happy yeah, with that. Right. I, yeah, I And I also think that... But if he's kind of come in and he has to then compete with others, he should stay at Dortmund for, mm. a, for another season. Dortmund are doing... They're in the Champions League. They're doing well. They're a good side. He could potentially have another two years there and just continue to get better. Yeah, absolutely. Especially because England are going to continue to get better. And he's playing well in that squad and he's got a lot of the other teammates in that squad that are kind of yeah. his age or near enough. I just I just want to see him in the same team as Jaden Sancho and Rashford. <laughs> really. Have you got your shirt printed already? Oh, is that what's happening? Can you imagine if, <laughs> if our midfield suddenly became Bellingham Casemiro, Sancho, Rashford, Bruno Fernandes. It's a scary thought. It is a scary thought because that would be such a nice Especially little if the, set piece. if the buyout happens and we're suddenly cash rich. That needs to happen soon. Yeah, it could be a case... Like, I hate to bring it up with you, especially when you're in the same room as me. However... I do have a bottle next to me. We both we both know that Man United side, they're looking for a striker. They brought... Don't even say those <laughs> words to me. They brought Vegas in. I, if I hear his name and your club uh, come out of your mouth... I'm just saying... We are going to have issues. <laughs> I'm not listening to this utter tosh. <laughs> Let's talk about Chelsea. I'm not... I'm just de- saying... I'm not dealing with this shit anymore. You, ta- you telling me... And say 110, 120 <laughs> mil. No one year left on his contract. Cut that boy and he bleeds lily white. That's what I'm go, saying. They go, listen, we've got Jude in. 
Jaden's here already. Marcus. No. We've killed off Conte. He's gone now. His gallbladder's exploded all over bloody White Hart Lane and whatever it is. We're going to win a cup. We'll be fine. We're Arsenal will bottle it. We'll move on. I love the idea. Your end of season photo could just be a car enjoy Kane holding the cat, like, holding... The FA cap like that. It's like smiling. Or and a, a cardboard cut out of Conte. Because Conte's he's, behind he's, him. We killed him. The yeah. stress has physically made his gallbladder explode. Poor bastard. The world him. around him just burning to the ground. <laughs> but do you know who'd be in the corner? Like Eric Ten Hag. And he'd just be crooking his finger. Being Come like, to me, Harry. <laughs> I've got the team. I'm not that entertaining I need, it. I need a striker. I'm not entertaining it. Or like I said, the only thing I've got to hold on right now, because let's be honest, AC beating us Tuesday was yeah pretty diabolical. So I'm going to hold on to the fact that all of my biggest rivals are doing shit as well. Um, the, Chelsea record, looked weirdly not that bad against Chelsea Dortmund. Chelsea are a weird side. But their lack of a number nine, the, 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 it is glaringly obvious. Well, what they've done, they, they, we've, everyone has known that they needed a number nine. So obviously what they did, they signed Raheem Sterling. So like, what the fuck? He's not a nine. Then they, oh yeah, he's not a nine. So they bring in a Bamiyang, you're like, no, he's not a nine. And then everyone says they need a striker. They even say like, they, you know, they want that. And then they bring in Xiao Felix. It's like, he's not a nine. Look at a lot of those signings. I remember having a conversation with you right at the start when they, they were making those signings. And we were saying, there's a reason that the big clubs are letting those players go. Yeah. And that is exactly what's happened. But Chelsea almost go, ha oh, we're in here, these yeah. bugs. Why are they selling us these players? And you go in, no, there's something not right. Your, it's weird. Your competitors aren't selling you. They're, they're best players going, yeah, they could they could challenge us for it next year. They know what's going on. Yeah, go strengthen our rivals. <laughs> yeah, that Dortmund game, I think they had, it was 20 or 21 shots on target, no goals. Thing, if that didn't say buy a number nine, yeah. I don't know what does. The thing I quite like, the problem, the Chelsea though, their squad is so huge now. Mm. There's so many players. Mm. I don't know who's going to start which way. I genuinely, oh, no. could, they've signed players. I couldn't tell you where they are now. <laughs> if you ask me, I don't know some of the Chelsea squad. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. So it's like if you've got all these players and there's so many attacking players. <laughs> is that what the fuck are you? I don't think Potter knows though. I genuinely think. Have you ever seen that video clip of Rod Stewart pulling out the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the Scottish Cup results? I think Potter genuinely, he sits in the boardroom and he goes, Put all the names in the bowl, and he just dives in, <laughs> and he picks them out and goes, that'll fucking do. There's yeah. just start at 11. Bally Ashile. You're up. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on down. That, that would explain why they signed a Bamiyang. Yeah, that's the only reason. Either that or someone just threw, like, chuck a load of Scrabble letters on the floor, and that's what's came out. They're like, yeah, fuck it, that'll do. Yeah, so Let's that, go with that it. That could be Aubergine or a Bamiyang, <laughs> but we can't play Aubergine. There's no one else with AUB as the first three letters, so we've got no choice, guys. There is. What, what's weird with the Bamiyang, what I find, just... He had that really one great season and then just dropped the fuck off yeah, the cliff. Yeah, very bizarre. But right now, I'm trying to think of other players in sort of like European football or yeah. world football. What out-and-out out strikers are there that Chelsea could add into that team that would immediately improve That's them? going to want to go there. I don't... And yeah, all, that, all the best strikers... Like, Benzema is now coming to the end. Yeah. Lewandowski's coming to the end. So then you look to the rest. Harry Kane is there. Yeah. You've got... I've got, got like a Mobile... Yeah, Chiro yeah. Mobley. You've got you've got a decent amount of strikers, but none of them would want to go no, to Chelsea. Like, no I one... mean, 
Who's yeah. leaving Real Madrid? Who's leaving, you know, PSG? Who's leaving all of these clubs? To go to Chelsea. To go to Chelsea. And, you know, I feel sorry for Potter. I do feel sorry for Potter. Mm. And I also don't, because he made the choice to go to a club like Chelsea. Why? I don't know why you would do it. Why? It's like going back to an abusive partner and then just being surprised that it's happened again. Like, the best thing that's happened to him since he took that job is the glow up. He looks like he's gone through like a RuPaul's Drag Race final. Like, it's unbelievable. He de- he also he looks like he's made he's someone's drawn him from pencil. He looks, <laughs> he looks like he looks like a pencil drawing of a man wearing a turtleneck. Sometimes I just, I just love how he went from like North Face jackets yep. to turtlenecks and like slick back here. Like what? It's what like a when guy. Scott Parker started turning out, and you're like that. No, that cardigan. The cardigan. The cardigan. I, I remember watching him come out and just being like, oh, I. He looked like, remember Roy on Coronation Street? He, he literally looked like Roy. And he wore that cardi week in, week out. Yeah, he'd always. Why didn't he have more than one? Like, why or didn't did he have he, different types? Did he have 10 of the same cardigan? Why is he always wearing the same outfit? <laughs> if people, if someone I know, every time I saw them was wearing the same thing, I'd be like, mate, come on. He does look like someone, though, that if you asked him what his favourite colour was, he would say, like, beige. Yeah. Grey. What's your favourite food, I bet Scott? you he wore the same outfit to every single game because he re- he read that Steve Jobs always wore the same. Because it was one less thing to think about in the morning. <laughs> I just don't think he's got the mental capacity no. to, like, have kind of any depth in anything. Scott Parker wants to wear the same outfit day in, day out, <laughs> go home, listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. Eat porridge. Plain porridge. Yeah, just plain porridge. In the morning, text Frank Lampard. Oh, How wank. are you? Yeah. Yeah. As a wank, probably thinking of Frank Lampard. Probably puts it on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> this, these people need stopping. <laughs> there are people out there who are just... I, honestly, there's certain... I don't know how... And they're all football managers. They are football managers. They're all football managers. Frank Lampard. I bet you Frank Lampard has never been out of missionary position once. Oh, absolutely not. Oh. Ever. I've got such an image. He but it's even... him and Scott Parker. <laughs> it's yeah. really it's really frightening me. I still Lampard would still be missionary. I was... think he's it I think he's entirely silent as well. Oh yeah, completely. Com- like not even a nose bro- breather not even a head- too. Oh, he is such a nose breather. Nose breather. He's gonna be one of <laughs> I need to leave this room. <laughs> this is too that's much. that's what Christine Blinkley hears. Oh, at poor least cow. at least twice a week, every week, like clockwork. Probably between half seven and half eight. I reckon he's definitely. He's you don't like, want to do it late at night. No, this is the sleep. He's not a ten o'clock, eleven o'clock guy. Is no, he? he's not like a midnight. He's not. He's never been one to wake up in the middle of the night and then just fingers <laughs> touch and then suddenly you go from being asleep to just missionary. <laughs> He's he's a five minute guy, tops. Five minutes. Steady pace all the way through. Five minutes or nothing. The nose breathing. Watch I reckon he's probably on. got his Apple Watch on. If he a does timer. If he doesn't come within five minutes, he's like, sorry, Lev. <laughs> you know the rules. No out of time. <laughs> the she watch has, she has to go to VAR. <laughs> the watch never lies. <laughs> Goal line technology. Oh god, before this goes really off piece, let's talk my other favourite <laughs> subject. Arsenal. Well, I mean, what I, do we think? Arsenal Are they going to bottle it? Um, yes. I think so. I've, I've, I've said, 
I've said every, we have said this from the beginning. Yeah, I think I think I'd say it consistently for about at least six years. I reckon I've said. Well, the last time they finished in the top four was, I believe, fifteen sixteen season. So you're very accurate there. Yeah, it's been a while. It's it's literally they will start the season reasonably well, get yeah. a few results. They'll tail off a little bit, sort of settle around eighth, ninth for a bit. But then they'll get a run of form where people are like, fucking hell, is it last year? Are you and then sure? gets to February, March time. They start dropping a few points here and there, but they're losing, they're drawing. Then they win a few too. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and everyone's like, no, 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 no. They just, they can't, no one can win every game. What are you on about? And then they suddenly lose every game. Yeah, every single game. Every single game. That's why I game. just feel like we're on the crest of here. Yeah, they're hitting it. And they're all going. What's happening? Like, wh- what do we do? Like Arteta's going, shit. Yeah. It's not working anymore. Like, and they, the thing is, I think all joking aside, Arsenal have got a great young squad. You yeah. can't, we can't deny that, and they've looked fantastic. They've looked good, but they've got a young squad. So yeah. it means when it comes to this point in the season, and you've hit a bit of a bad run, you need that experience, and you need that kind of clinical, that Man Cityness of we know how to do this we yeah. know how to play D we know how to win games we know how to kind of come out of a really bad rut and start getting the points and Arsenal yeah. don't I think this is really going to hit their confidence Arsenal have never been a team that can give uh, the be- the best example of a, of a, a title or a championship winning performance was with, in the Champions League when Inter Milan under Jose Mourinho mm. uh, beat Barca yeah. Not Bar- and it was Barca at their fucking peak Every time there was any coming together at all, Inter Milan play went down. Mm. Won the free kick, and then they reset, went again. And they just gave Barcelona the ball and went, yeah, you can have it. Yeah. And then just won it back from set pieces, balls upfield, Melito got on one, scored. Nothing like balls upfield. Yeah, balls, get them right up there. <laughs> um, <laughs> right up there. They... Shove them up there! <laughs> Shove them up there. Just shove them up there. Oh, what a moment. There's... Arsenal can't do this because no. Arsenal get flustered mm. and Arsenal suddenly go, oh, oh, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And then before you know it, like, fuck me, guys, it's June. Don't turn up now. Yeah. You're late. We've all seen the all or nothing Arsenal season as well. Arteta yeah. is not inspiring me with the ability to go into that changing room and be like, it's all right. I, I'm not going to do a Spanish accent. <laughs> I was going to try. You went all Fulton Towers. I did this. So for, for anyone that can't visually see us, I kind of did like a... I don't know how to explain Swing your arm in a sort of... A, like, almost like a, a, a Cockney chimney sweep. Get that, you governor. Which is the other uh, accent I personally think I do very well. But, you, you do know. make a good chimney yeah, sweep. I know. We're, uh, maybe we'll release that to our TikTok one day. For, yeah. Uh, Anyone that really wants to see that. Um, I mean, Man City, Arsenal, uh, obviously Man City managed to get the points. Yeah. And even Grealish came out and said after, they weren't the better team. Arsenal played better. Yeah. But Man Man City know how to... The amount of games that I've luckily, I realise I'm incredibly privileged, despite Mm. being born and supporting Man United (laughs) at a time when we were actually not that great, and then I remember us winning our Premier League title. I was very young, but I remember it. I'd have had to be 50, but let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but I've seen us win a lot of titles. During mm. those title wins, there's been many, many, many a game where people have gone, you didn't deserve to win that. <sighs> and not a single one of those people who said it to me could tell me what games they were. Mm. Because it doesn't matter. 
you look back and all it says is how many Premier League titles we won. Yeah, like, like we all know Fergie was exceptional at that. Mm-hmm. You, you'd watch Man U play sometimes back in the glory <laughs> days and you'd go, how on earth did they just win that? Yeah. But they won it. Ferguson and all the little games that he would play and after... He, all the little things which go unnoticed in, in management, not just in football, just mm. in everyday life. The way that you deal with individuals. So the way that when we'd play shit, Ferguson yeah. would come out and he Throw would say something. He'd, yeah. In private, he'd be battering them. Like <laughs> things would be being smashed. And then he'd come out and he'd just look like a really angry man. And he'd stand in front of the cameras and he'd go, the referee was shit today it was ridiculous and he'd always slag off the refs yeah and then the next day the back pages aren't man united put in poor performance they're all ferguson gets fined by the fa goes on man and he's doing on purpose he's ridiculous shit was imagine arteta just going to the changing room i'm very disappointed in you and then arteta coming out in front of the press and be like really quite like what is he saying someone get the mic closer someone turn it up it's unreal oh god arteta's not a nose breather no He's Arteta, no, he's no, he's Arteta's he's a deep, growler. Deep. <sighs> oh, he's a growler. And in turn 100%. with the thrust. <laughs> Do you remember when we? Did, I don't know whether we recorded this or it was a very or a like, fever weird dream. conversation <laughs> when we had a massive discussion of what we thought football managers would wear to bed. Oh yeah, no, it wasn't recorded. No, it, that I was wish a... that was recorded. I can't remember what we said for Arteta. I reckon Arteta I if was. I've still it. got it. I don't know if we would do. I'm I, almost thinking like a leopard print thong. Do you know, I weirdly where my head went was um, was very similar. Yeah, very like tighty whities. Yeah, he's like, no, I haven't still got it. I'm sure we went like. I would go some kind of, yeah. or you know, like the Day- definitely a thong. Oh yeah, and like either the like sparkly kind of. And the only pajama, if he wears a robe, it's satin. Oh, hundred percent. It's a satin robe that he wears open. <laughs> Over the chest, bit of chest here. Open. It up. might be loosely tied <laughs> around the stomach, but I think Potter wears the polo neck bed. Yeah. I think he literally just lies down. And in what he wears to the game and wakes up in the exact same thing. Exactly goes. the same. Like Scotty Parker in his cardigan. Like Scott, Scott Parker he's in he's got a pyjama version of the cardigan. Do you reckon Antonio Conte sleeps in like an Ebenezer Scrooge style? Without a doubt. And cat. And cat. And still probably looks fit in it. Yeah. His Instagram is all thirst traps. Sits, sits up in bed, slicing cheese on a cheese board and just eating. He literally posted like a hernia pic the other day and I was like, mm, yeah, I'm into yeah. it. I don't know how he does it. I think, I think, yeah, I don't know how these... Oh. Arteta has got potential to be one of those people, but it's the polo neck. Mm, it's the growling for me. Yeah. Mm, the growling would put me off. What, what does Sean... What's oh, Sean Dice? Oh. Sean Dyche, I reckon. So. Have you ever heard the tur- Have you ever heard the tortoise having sex? Honestly, please do an impression. Uh, genuinely, it goes. <laughs> with each thrust, it's a very, it's a very high pitched. Stop. It, it's a very high pitched noise. <laughs> I don't know what he's giving me them vibes. It gives me vibes as well. You know, like the boxes with the buttons on the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine he doesn't take them off. He just pokes his willy through it. Yeah. And then makes that noise. Yeah. 
So his poor wife just got cotton rubbing against her. I can imagine that and the that. first time someone bought him boxes, because I, I think he is, <laughs> I think he is the ones with the buttons at the front mm. and it's like a ribbed waist. Yeah. And it almost like pleated boxes. And he's worn them so much. They're like, they've got no shape whatsoever. Yeah. Like if a dress shirt was a boxer short. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, that's the vibe oh. that he's good. Um, the first time that he got given at Christmas by probably a family member, like an auntie or an uncle or some shit like that, cousin, <laughs> and it's boxes. Um, but they're the ones with the flap at the front. Oh, well, he's a, he's a flap guy. Yeah, I don't know who his missus is, but I, I don't know what his wife's name is, but I reckon like he's like, Sharon, look at this. I don't even have to unbutton any. <laughs> or he sits there watching fucking Friends reruns and just the tip is just out constantly. Yeah. And Sharon's like, oh, do me a favour, love, put it away. And he's like, oh, we complain, don't worry about house. it. <laughs> oh, I never thought I'd talk about so many football managers' penises on this first night back. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it wasn't in the running order, but I'm glad it's reared its head. Pardon the pun. (laughs) (laughs) Worryingly, we've still got two managers to speak about, or or lack thereof. Okay, right. Okay, right, okay, so we're going Leeds. Okay. Well, we're going Leeds, and we're obviously going Southampton as well. Nathan Jones. Oh, I mean, we've had a lot of big characters in that league. Nathan Jones. I... I have I, I have had hallucinogenic fueled trips that are less weird than Nathan Jones. Have you heard the ping pong story? No, I haven't heard the ping pong. So when he had a stint at Luton Town, a yeah. very underachieving Luton Town, yeah. they had a league within the squad, ping pong, and he decided that that was the reason that they were playing so shit. So rather than just say, right, we can't play ping pong anymore, he set fire to the ping pong table. (laughs) He physically burnt all of their ping pong stuff. Like, I feel like that's the only mode he exists in. Like, he didn't realise getting someone to take it away was another option. Imagine the delivery. Like, there's probably somewhere at Luton Town, there's like a receptionist or an admin or someone whose job it is to ring up a delivery company or a removal company and be like, listen, do you take ping pong tables? Because we've got one going spare. They probably turned up and they're like, what do you mean it's on fire? It's a big pile of ash. What? Why is it just... Like poor Carol at the front desk, just like Nathan, just in future, just let me do my job. He set fire to something again. He's got the vending machine now. <laughs> Someone get the extinguisher, for God's sake. How do you set fire to a water machine? He's sleeping nude, full nude. Yes. He probably walks around his house, full nude. Yeah, he's... People he's, come to the door and he's just like, doesn't even pretend like anything's he's wrong. He's also one of those people that rises out of bed, <laughs> fully nude, and always spread like that. I'll do it for you. Spread eagles. Oh, the big... So what you haven't seen is Luke just thrusting into the air in a lovely yep. star fashion. Star fashion, legs akimbo. Yeah. Every morning. And it's pro- he probably faces the window and he's like... The garden is love. just going... Oh. He definitely calls his wife love. Definitely. He's not a babe or, or no. any... Or any... God forbid her name. He's definitely... <laughs> he's definitely a love. <laughs> he's probably forgot her name. Yeah. Let's be honest. She's still pretending to be asleep while silently crying. <laughs> <laughs> just 
I can't look at him anymore. He keeps setting fire to my furniture. The sofa's gone. The kids' bikes have been burned. I what a guy. Like, some of the things he's come out with is absolutely unbelievable. But, I mean, he was sacked after only 14 games. Yeah. Which, you and I had this discussion. Um, Lee, let's put Leeds in the same boat. Because, yeah. obviously, just having sacked Jesse Marsh. We're at the end of Feb. Almost the end of Feb. Pathetically small month. Yeah. And there's not long left. Relegation is very tight. Yeah. You sack manager with absolutely no option on the table. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense to me. Realistically, all right, both teams are playing horribly, horribly. Mm-hmm. But all they've got to do is get one or two results. Nottingham Forest, perfect example. Yeah. And then you're out. You, you're in the clear. Yeah, I know, obviously, Forest have invested a lot and they bought a lot of players and whatever. But... That's all they've got to do. Yeah. Give Marshall a bit of time. Uh, Jones maybe not so much because he's a fucking lunatic. Yeah, he is a lunatic. But with Marsh, I really don't understand it. No, it's what I can't work out with what, especially Southampton, but and when they brought in the managers to begin with, mm. they were not looking at like elite level appointment. No. Like Southampton can't and no longer they can't go to like you look you they can't go to Tommy T. Two shields out the window. That's not happening. Poch, have a laugh. Nice. Yeah, Dyche is gone. Everton have already got Dyche. He was probably the best of a bad bunch. The talks. So you have to go to like another club. Yeah. Like who? What manager out of contract at a club and out of work is going to be at a level that can improve them immediately? And Last it, time they had to drop to the championship. And now they're competing against each other Yeah. to get a manager. I think they should just do like a... Like, get every manager that's not on a contract right now, mm. get them in a room, and Southampton and Leeds have to, like, compete. Ninja Warrior. Ninja Warrior. Ninja Warrior. I would pay good money. Tommy Tuchel. <laughs> Up against Sam Allardyce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, this is, I'm just waiting for one of them to make... Like, it looked like Jesse was going to... Um, Southampton for yeah. a bit but talks have broken down they've not had him I love because obviously Southampton play Leeds on the 25th mm. right so next week I love the idea that Jesse Marsh was so umbrage by Lee sa- sacking him yeah. he's like fuck it I'm going to get that Southampton yeah. job I'm going to get my revenge and I'm going to fuck off bags of the states <laughs> <Yeah>. because genuinely <laughs> I reckon that's all he gave a shit about he didn't want that job they would definitely have beaten him as well like I I, I don't know who they could who they could take in no. I, I don't know what manager is out there now who's looking at the Southampton squad mm. and, and going yeah I could do something like, like apart from Wall Prowse banging in a free kick every now and again it's mad I'm just there's nothing at, else I'm just looking at the table now this makes it even stupider that they have both sat managers I mean the bottom three you've only got two points in it which it's, is ridiculous it's so tough there's only five between last place and 16th. It's so tight. Mental. It's almost championship level. Yeah. Like, you know, the championship is famous for being, you can literally win one game Mm. and you can be 17th. And you're like, fuck me, we're third. What happened there? That's that's what it feels like. It's, it could, everything changes so quick. Like, it's, look at, if Leeds now get a couple of results, Mm. they could, they'll catapult themselves out of there. They're out of the relegation zone at the moment anyway. Yeah, it's just they'll be, they'll be free. 
they won't need to worry, you're done, you're dusted. I feel like it's very two different problems at this clip. Southampton never should have hired Nathan Jones. He should no. probably be in prison. Yeah, he's done so, uh, He's done and seen terrible things. I feel like he probably sits in, on his lawn and just screams at passers-by. Yeah, like, he's one of those chases people. Chases after them, oh, a lunatic. He's one of those people. Leeds, they've gone from, I think it's just poor appointment. They went from Beelzebul <laughs> to Jesse Marsh, or obviously coming from places like Salzburg, plays a very, like very specific type of football quite like fast paced and yeah. it's like you know it, it's very hard to adjust to they just need a bit of stability you can't go from Beelzebul to bloody the way Marsh plays which is fast and he wants 110% all the time with that lead squad what are they going to do now just get someone in I was um, I was watching something on Sky Sports and they were saying about they needed someone really like Emery and I totally agree yeah. someone who's just right Let's get back down to the basics. Nothing special. All right, he's not the world's best manager, but just get the core back together. Nothing insane. No, Marsh was too American. Yeah, it's a weird one. And then he tried to build it. Like, I think I genuinely think they only employed him because they'd watched Ted Lasso. I, I literally, you took the words out of my mouth, they only employ managers that are literally like characters on Ted Lasso. And not even because Marsh is American, because they're all I think they saw mental. a marketing opportunity. I, I think they just saw a marketing opportunity. If he's good here, like they had visions of him like leading them up the table, competing for European yeah. spots, and then just be like, season three's going to be out soon. Can you grow a moustache for one season? And do you know what I mean? It, We're the Uncle Sam hat. Yeah, it's all these things of just like, right, they are going to... They're gonna, and it just hasn't worked out. It turns out they, he's not Ted Lasso. Well, the we're on it. Confused. Them. He definitely wears stars and stripes boxes to bed. Oh, hundred percent. It's absolutely stars and stripes. Wherever he probably is, probably with a gun in his waistband. Whenever it, it doesn't matter where he is, even if it's like a TV show and it's just a clip. If the national anthem's playing, he stands up and he's hand on heart <laughs> and he salutes. I swear I saw one game when he was on the sideline with a whistle around his neck. I was like, that's not, he, that is not a thing. If he's not in one of those videos where they've got, they intersperse a picture of a soldier saluting and an American flag, like, waving, <laughs> and then it goes to someone in the crowd watching this and they're crying, I bet you there's a video of him crying, so oh, I bet you'd lap that shit up. I bet you... Without a doubt. If, he's ever needs a per, if he ever needs to feel... You know, he's he's a little bit down, but he wants to feel good, but in a sad way. He watches videos of soldiers <laughs> sub coming home. <laughs> Support the troops. He watches videos of like just like he's just sat there crying, and his wife's just like, "What are you watching?" That's he's all he's like, doing now. He's just watching reruns of old war movies that pretend just, like the US did anything. I'm watching soldiers coming home and seeing their dog for the first time. <laughs> Poor Jesse Marsh. Yeah. Oh. So it's a mess down the bottom of the table. There's a shambles. Absolute chaos. Absolute shambles. I think that's the end of our our yeah. notes for this week. We've done that seamlessly. This is what happens when Mitchell doesn't come and sends us off track. It turns out Mitch is a bit of a dead weight. I think Mitch is the problem here. <laughs> Mitch is a problem. I mean, maybe we need to have a discussion with him. And we're still going with the numbers because he's a bitch about it. Yeah, it's just, oh, I like the numbers. Mm. I reckon one week we just skip a few see what happens I'm going to put this out there and put it as like episode 1 million 300 <laughs> <laughs> oh god like, how do you like that like the fucking count 
I reckon he'd be, right, he'd be right on your dick. Yeah, he would. He'd be on the group at whatever godforsaken time he wakes up. Or with Texas at 2am. What the fuck is this? <laughs> what is the I give you one job! I love waking up to text from Mitch. It's one of my favourite things when I wake up and I like turn in the alarm. I'm like, what the fuck? And I look at my phone and I'm like, oh, Mitch is texting me. It's, it's the delayed responses to the jokes. It's my favourite. Like eight hours later, yeah, Mitch will him, reply. Him catching up with the group chat is always, is always <laughs> a hard. If we've ever had a day where we're all chatting quite a lot, for him to then just appear and just yeah, reply. Through. That happened six hours ago, Mitch. Oh, and it's just God. the laughing face emoji twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he does. He takes the time to reply to us. Maybe we should be nicer to him. He's lovely. Now. He's lovely. You're not so bad, Mitch. Um, yeah. Any, I mean, no, I don't think anyone listens at this time. But if you are, you deserve to know that Mitch is making a return in person to a Touchdown Run podcast <laughs> very soon. I'm really excited. I have oh. asked that we get T-shirts made, but, you know. We could. I'll put my request in with the uh, the admin team. That was good. I enjoyed that. I did as well. It's good to be back. What We somehow turned a terrible week of football into, into something which I know I am very An enjoyable with. 36 minutes. And I've actually got an exciting announcement. Yeah. Guess what's back next time I'm back? What? Snack game. <gasps> I've already got the snacks. Oh my God. And let me tell you, they are amazing. I had totally planned to do it tonight and then Mitch was, oh, I'm good. But snack game is back. It's better than ever, baby. Right, okay, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm David Cottrell, and you are listening to a Touchline Rant podcast.